Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information you never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials so it's best to always pack a columbia pfg solar stream elite hoodie to protect against the sun i mean it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot that's a win-win columbia pfg has a lot of great gear so before you head out on the water head over to columbia.com pfg to shop their performance fishing gear with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Stranger Danger. Stranger Danger. It is. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Mashanda. Hi. Welcome back. We haven't Thank seen you, you in how long? 20 years? No, 2018, when the book came out. Yep, yep. Mm. How are you? I remember. I'm great. How's your energy? Amazing. Okay, okay. I think, you know, I think my energy is always amazing. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty steady. You set your affirmations in the morning? Always. Yep. What was it this morning? Um, I think the first the first thing I said to myself when I woke up was it's it's gonna be a beautiful day. Okay. And you feel great. Absolutely. Even with the rain and everything and I love the rain because living (laughs) in San Diego now, we don't get any rain. Why San Mm -hmm. Diego? It's just gorgeous. I know, but like what was the connection? Because you know, you used to live here. I've lived here my whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, twenty twenty happened. My grandmother, who raised me, one of the closest people in my life, passed away in 2020. Oh, sorry to And, hear. yeah, and she was the main reason why I stayed here so long, because I was taking care of her. Um, my son's father moved out to San Diego in 2019, and he struggled. My son struggled with it a lot. Mm. And I, his dad. Right. The, you know, he lost that connection. Mm-hmm. It was a weekly thing. So, um I've been wanting to move to L.A. for years, but I stayed because of my grandmother. 
And when everything happened, I went out to San Diego, spent a month, and fell in love. I was like, I don't want to live in L.A. Mm-hmm. I want to live here. It's like nature everywhere. And um, it ended up working out. Mm. Yeah. You reignited your love for music, too? Yeah. Okay. I definitely think that had that setting had a lot to do with it, you know, mm-hmm. really emerging back into it. And your son had a lot to do with it also. 100%. Influence on everything. So totally. can you tell us why you've put out an EP? It's been how long since your last project? Oh, my project? God. January Joy came out in 2005. Yikes. Jesus Christ. 17 years later, you're time. like, So what, it wasn't, I know you did, you, it wasn't that you did have a, a lack of love for music. Was it the industry? Okay. More the industry, right? Absolutely, the industry. Um, you know, I felt a little misplaced mm-hmm. and a little unwelcomed and you know even blackballed would you say go so far as a tight yeah a little bit you know i heard things here and there people felt like they had to choose sides mm-hmm. i f- still feel like a lot of people do feel that way and i get it you know i know people I never got that though yeah oh yeah really yeah 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 that must have been on them because i've never Felt like well, I I've never play felt that. Or absolutely, I've never felt that from you Mashonda guys. Mm-hmm. Host a show or club. I've Ever. never felt that at all. But you'd be surprised. That was you'd on them. Then. Be surprised. Totally, okay. totally. And um, you know, it was a little discouraging. And as much as I love music, I've been doing music way before I met my ex. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was me. And my son came in the room in, last year in November, and he said, "Ma, you're viral on TikTok." And I was like, what does that mean, you know? <laughs> and, um... Shana, you ain't that old. You ain't know what viral is. you know what's going you on. Know I'm pretty much... I've, I've been in a bubble. I was never on TikTok until he told me this. <laughs> now, I believe that. He told me, somebody up here said, yeah, you're, Charlamagne, you're, you're, you're sound on TikTok. Your sound's like, going viral. What? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right. And it was a record that I did in 2003, mm-hmm. a freestyle I did over a Busta Rhymes joint, The Honey, I See You. Mm-hmm had like millions and millions and millions of interactions wow. worldwide mm-hmm. and I was like okay well maybe this is a sign mm-hmm. you know maybe I need to really get back into it especially now that this generation knows my voice mm-hmm. so um I did just that you know and I created a body of work that I love mm-hmm. and it's art you know it's not a traditional album it's it's from beginning to end a story mm-hmm. and what's the story based on Love mm-hmm. and my my transformation. I don't always use the word healing because I feel like it's more of a transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the ups and downs of love. You and know? you did some visuals with it. I did a lot of visuals. Felt a lot of energy yes. with the interaction with yes. you and your main leading man. Yes, because I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to create a visual that was refreshing mm-hmm. compared to what's happening now in visuals, where it's you know. I don't feel like I don't feel like we're showing love and romance and what that looks like anymore. I feel like it's almost like a dying art. Do people even know what that is anymore? This is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to take it back to what that looks like, like having an argument with the person you're in love with, but then coming back together, not canceling him, mm-hmm. you know? So that's what Complicated is all about. Mm-hmm. What, did what, your what, son help you pick the beats and help you produce? And nah. He did not at all? He has <laughs> nothing. 
he didn't want nothing to do with it. Really? You know, he has his own <laughs> genre of music. I and he's... your son makes music. <laughs> Take my mom, let me no, help you out a little bit. No, you know, he's like, when I do make something that he can relate to, he's like, yeah, this one's good. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, to him, it's like old people music, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you play the EP for him? And oh, have he like loves a, it. A, okay. He loves it, yeah. <laughs> what is a God's plan affirmation? So the God's plan affirmation, my grandmother always used to say, put everything in God's hands. Mm-hmm. So at the end, um, that's what I say. I say God, it's God's plan and it's in God's hands. And that one starts with waking up and blessing the day. And I say, I want to start, I want to start my bless. I want to thank my day f- with you. So I'm speaking to the person listening. I want to count my blessings starting with you. So that's to let you know you are a blessing, right? So it's interactive, the um, the music and the affirmations, because I want people to really, I feel like our culture, sometimes we have a hard time understanding how to even get into meditating. I have a lot of people ask me, well, how do you meditate? What is an affirmation? So I wanted to incorporate that into the EP just to give people a small idea of how to get started. And I did it over a very relatable kind of beat. Mm-hmm. So, now there you are three of a, them. You work with a lot of people in this industry. Did you reach out to any of them during this project? Did some of them say, nah, I'm not effing with you? Has, has everybody uh-huh. came with open arms? How, I didn't doing? want to work with anyone in the industry. So I, I worked with two new young um, producers. Mm-hmm. Um, Lanisha Nelson, who's an amazing vocalist and songwriter, engineer, and um, Quan Keys, who is a sick producer he's a church guy mm-hmm. and I wanted to work with new fresh you know undiscovered talent mm-hmm. I don't really want to put anybody in a situation where it was like alright let me make sure it's okay mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so I just did my own thing that probably helps to create a trauma free album too absolutely cause you're not bringing no old triggers no old triggers <laughs> <laughs> and you know certain things like you know I like the song Runaway yes and the story behind that song in particular, I think, is interesting because it can be such a relief when you're like in a bad situation and you get out of it. Baby, it is freedom, right? It's um, runaway. Runaway is just about walking away from a situation before it gets out of hand, mm-hmm. like knowing when to respect the red flags, you know. And I think sometimes we prolong things that don't feel good because we're comfortable in there or someone said you know the sex might be good and we don't want to part ways with that why did you say someone said because when we had when we spoke (laughs) have you ever stayed with somebody too long because the sex was good no (laughs) 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 too quick (laughs) that's never been like a leading factor what are some red flags for mishanda red flags for me now I, i definitely communication you know, if we can't be transparent and consistency, mm-hmm. I, I love consistency. So it's like those two things have so much to do with like your foundation mm-hmm. and what's what's what it's leading up to. Um, so I look out for that. How was da- <laughs> dating now for Mashana? Dating is interesting. Dating can be ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> dating can be really can be ghetto, ghetto you know ghetto here. I'm thinking ghetto with me I'm thinking McDonald's what's ghetto for Michonne well if you're thinking McDonald's That's think ghetto. about dating <laughs> you know versus Mr. Chow or well, something. when the fries are good and hot exactly yeah. so what do, you mean, um, what do you mean ghetto 
you know, I just feel like people get into these interactions and relationships mm-hmm. and they're not emotionally ready, not mm-hmm. mentally ready. And then they just come in with all their stuff and kind of like project onto you. And it's like, this is not what I signed up for. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a lot of younger guys have been coming Coloring. my way. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if we can, if we can. Lala said that too when she was up here last. Yeah. And they're so like bold and intense mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. it. It's like Are they, they coming in your DMs? Are they meeting you in person? Both. Do you like the boldness? I like, yeah, I do like when, you know, people know what they want and they are showing you that mm-hmm. they're very serious about it. But it's just interesting because I'm just, it. but these younger guys do, they, they are pretty more, pretty mature mm-hmm. compared to, I guess, 10 years ago, what a younger guy was. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been interesting because at first I was like, well, what do we have, what do we even have in common? What, what are we going to talk about? Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. You know, I don't want to say that I would never date. And when I say younger, I'm talking like 28 to 31. Okay. It's pretty young. What's the wildest date you've been on that <sighs> a younger man is taking you on? Where did y'all go? What did y'all do? I mean, I can't even think of I want to know the ghetto one that you said ghetto. Because something popped in your <laughs> mind when you said ghetto. The McDonald's ain't that ghetto, especially if you high as hell. And y'all leave, y'all, y'all coming back from somewhere and get them hot fries late at night. I'm not talking about ghetto in a sense of form, like physical ghetto. I'm yeah. talking about like the the interaction yeah, itself, yeah, yeah. you know? The spirit like, of people, ghetto. people don't call yes. anymore. Sometimes they just only text you or they FaceTime you with no notice. I don't like that. You don't like the FaceTime? I don't do that. Yeah, FaceTimes. I told you, I don't really answer we have FaceTime. To, we have to plan a FaceTime. Word up. <laughs> like, hey, are you busy? Um, is it okay to FaceTime? Right. Right. What did you feel? You, what did you feel you needed to tell yourself when you named the album "Note to Self"? So I'm the type of person I'm always, if something comes to mind, I'm always writing it down. I'm doing mm-hmm. voice notes. I'm journaling, um, and I think, and I, I've noticed that when I don't do that, I forget what that moment of like, oh mm-hmm. wow. So I think everybody should start writing things down. Those those moments where you like connect the dots in your head, like that happened because of this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always like something in the past that kind of triggers something in the present. So for me, note to self is really it's an accounting, it's a document of of everything that I've I feel like I've survived and made it through and and not only survived and made it through, but I'm able to take the lessons mm-hmm. from it. You know, I haven't forgotten the lessons. Let's talk about the song Positive Distraction for a second. Because sometimes you're like, okay, you know, there's a lot going on and I just need something to make me feel good and feel happy. Are you okay with dating somebody who you know maybe there's no future with, but they are a positive distraction? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I feel like everybody needs that. But that's also a conversation. You don't want to lead somebody on, you know. It's like we come together, we have a good time. And then it's okay. We can part ways mm-hmm. and pick up right where we left off from the last time. Yeah. Now, is this, are you doing this all on your own, this album? Is it independent? Or are you... Super independent. <laughs> you produce, so, direct your own videos. So everything. So what makes this successful to you? What's, what's an successful that, album? The fact that it's done and out. The fact that I did it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the fact that I worked, put my money into it. 
Um, I didn't ask anybody for anything. I paid everybody that helped me. I don't owe anybody any money. Okay. Right? I feel like I um, also created opportunities for creatives to come in and show what they can do. Um, Even the artwork, down to the artwork. Down to every Mm -hmm. font, you know, all the small details. Um, It feels really good to, to create a body of work and then release it and know that you, you pretty much did it on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing I always give you credit for is artwork. Like as far as you curating these art shows, mm-hmm. helping these young artists, but also helping people get their collection up. Yeah. Because Mashanda will send me like pictures like, this would be great for you. Or this artist, she's a young black girl from Brooklyn. And I think you should get this piece of yeah. work because she really wants to sell it to somebody that you know, somebody like you. Mm -hmm. And so she does always hit me up about things like that. And so can you talk about your love of art? Because this is something you were doing for a long time. I remember you um, had did the book release. I think it was the book release at Donna Karen's place, Donna Uh Karen's house. It was amazing, by the way. I was like, (laughs) what is this? But even just being into artwork, where did that come from? I've been a collector um, for the past 25 years. And that sounds old as hell. But I've always collected art and I've always um, supported artists. Mm -hmm. So it's just a part of who I am. Um, But I started Art Leader in 2016 because I wanted to create a platform to to give women in art more of an opportunity to show their work and to sell their work. So I do I do exhibitions. I curate, you know, um, galleries and I'm getting ready to do a couple museum shows and for me, it's all about having people of color collect people of color, mm. you know? So when I connect Angela with an artist, an emerging artist that I know is doing what they need to do to take their career to the next level, I know that I'm not only helping Angela, but I'm also helping the artist. And um, music and art, you know, it, it collides. It's 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 pretty much... The industries are almost alike, and the artists, they need the same kind of support as musicians do. For people who want to collect art, how do you determine, because people always ask me that, like if they come to my house and they see what I have, and they're like, what made you decide to buy that? And for Mm -hmm. me, it's just a feeling that I get if I see something, if it evokes any type of emotion in me, if it makes me think of something, if I think it's just beautiful. What, for you, would you tell people who want to start collecting art, how do they go about getting their collection going? I think the first thing is to make sure you buy art that you, if you have children, that you want your children to grow up looking at, mm-hmm. you know, and something that that's going to, that's going to, because it, it becomes a part of your psyche. Like you, you wake up, you see it, you go to sleep, you see it. So make sure that you love what you're looking at. Don't just get into it for an investment, even though it can be a great investment, but definitely buy work that you love. And I think that's what you're so you're so good at. How can you tell when something's a good investment? People ask me that all the time too, because I'm like I don't really know. Mm-hmm. No, you you just buy art because you love it, which is great. You're like a real collector. But the I mean, once you are involved in the marketplace, and you, it's like stocks and bonds, right? You check the market. You you can see what what art is going up, what's selling at auction, um, the price points, who's in museums. Who who's with a good gallery? These are all ways that you can tell if an artist is going to be a quote unquote good investment. Mm. Let's go back to your other art, the music. 
Because yes. you said this album is described as a healthy, realistic outlook on relationships. Mm-hmm. But then the, this first single is called Complicated. Because mm-hmm, that's real life. <laughs> so complicated relationships can be healthy? Yes. Okay. Because you got to learn from it. Is there such it. a thing as a relationship that's not complicated? Right. I, every human relationship, mm-hmm. relationships with self is complicated. Because humans are complicated. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Friendships so are complicated. I think Families. tackling that conversation is super healthy. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the video? I'm not sure. Is that the one where you and the guy all over each other? Well, we're not all over (laughs) each other. (laughs) There are moments where we're fighting. Okay. But that's like, for me, that video is the perfect example of a complicated relationship. Mm. How do you argue? I always think it's important in relationships (laughs) that because you are at times not going to get along. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like your style of arguing and how you guys communicate during that time is important. How do I argue? Are you a yellow? Screamer? I'm not. Do I sound like no. I would be yelling? No. no. I'm more like, however I argue it works because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, ha- I, and I don't want to say. Very maybe firm. You just shut down. It's super firm. firm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't shut down because I do believe in communication. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have a way of checking people. You're laughing. What are you laughing? Get something on your mind. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm thinking of reactions, and I do have a good because I pay close attention to everything, mm-hmm. every detail. I'm paying attention to you, and you don't even think I am. So when when it gets to the point of arguing, I'm gonna call you out on things that you did not think. So you're an attorney, pretty much. <laughs> she got that mental I'm a Capricorn. book. <laughs> I'm a Capricorn. Capricorn. So when's your birthday? January 9th. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call you out on things mm-hmm. that you had no idea I even paid attention to because mm-hmm. I didn't say shit about it before. Is that healthy, though? Because sometimes how... people bring things up and an you're attack. like, why don't you bring it it's up when it attack. happened? Cause sometimes because sometimes can, it can attack, fester. Like it's said. not because you know why? I don't ever want to be that person that's coming across as the mother or the corrector or... A judge. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to correct a grown person every time I see them doing something that I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think that's healthy because that's not my child, mm-hmm. you know. So but I am going to pay attention. Like those are the red flags. What bothers you the most in a relationship, whether whether you're dating somebody, what you something that you can't stand, whether it's I don't know. Time or is it? You said lack of consistency. Lack of communication. Lack of communication, lack of consistency. I think a very annoying thing is um, when people play around with my time. Like if like if we like if you say a certain time, Mm -hmm. you know what really irritates me? Not only from dating, not men, just in general. Like if we Mm -hmm. have a a nine AM meeting, don't hit me at nine forty five and say, oh, I can't make it. You knew you couldn't make it, probably, at 8.45. You knew you couldn't, right? You you knew you couldn't make it at 8, probably. So... Mm -hmm. That those type of things. I agree with that because I always feel like lateness is really a disrespect to the other person because it's 100%. like your time's not important. Yes. And that's how I look at it. I remember I dated this guy and what I did to him and he never was late again after this because he would always be late. And so what I did was the next time that we were going out, 
I just went and did something else. And then when he called me like 30, 40 minutes, I was like, oh, I didn't think you were coming. Right. And right. Because you weren't here, so I left. And he was never late again after that. Yeah. Time is very important. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Time is like one of the most important things, um, especially when you're a parent, mm-hmm. because you plan everything. Mm-hmm. So I think that, um, yeah, be considerate. What made you focus on the last five years as opposed to like your whole life of dating experiences? As far as the EP? Yeah. Um, it wasn't only, I'd say it was more so the last 10 years. 10 years, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, because coming out of a marriage, you know, I had to give myself time to really get yeah. ready for dating. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I didn't want to jump into anything. So once I hit the road, I was like, okay, I'm in it. Let's see. Let's see what people are doing out here. And <laughs> Did you like what you saw at first? <sighs> at first, I don't think I was conscious enough to to really pay attention. I was just having fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how was that? Is is everything dating somebody else when you're having ex? Right? Do they always look at your ex like it's, it's insane it's a and it's ridiculous? You know, it, and it's be been difficult. a very large. It's been a huge hindrance and and. A complication, yes. I could imagine. It's annoying. Um, if your ex worked at McDonald's, I'm sure it'd be a lot. It'd easier. be so much easier. <laughs> 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 it'd be so much easier. Um, but some guys are insecure. a little intimidated and insecure, mm-hmm. and um, some guys act like they're not, but they are. And then once in a while, you'll meet a, a guy who really does not care, who e- doesn't even really know. Mm-hmm. who the person is, and those are the ones. Those are the young those ones are, that you were talking about. No, those are the <laughs> ones that I like. Uh, yeah, those are the ones who, who, who are just like, who? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, we can have fun. You open to marriage again? <sighs> you know, <laughs> marriage can be great, but I think I did it, and I'm good on that. Um, That's exactly what Lala said. <laughs> yeah, like verbatim. She was like, "I did it. <laughs> I it did was that. great. I did it. But it I'm was, good on that. It's good when it's good, but I don't know if I believe anymore. And no offense to the people that are married. <laughs> she um, said the same thing. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I should even say this. Say it. But I just feel like, as humans. Mm-hmm individual souls on a spiritual level that what marriage means to a lot of people kind of stunts growth what do you mean individually as a person because if you're married to mm. someone that's on the same level with you with this then it's perfect mm-hmm. but if you're married to someone that doesn't think that you need to be somewhat interactive with another human at some point. Oh, so you're basically saying you don't believe in monogamy? Absolutely, I do. Oh, okay, okay. Where did you get that from? Because she said you can't. No, 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 no. Interact doesn't mean, yes. What is wrong with you? It doesn't mean intercourse. No, no, no. He thought intercourse, but she said interact. I heard her say interact. I thought she was saying it in a nice way. No, no, no. Interact is not intercourse. Yes. Yes. Like, just having a conversation. Hold on. Like, for instance, okay, here's a perfect example, and I thought this was so dope. I recently went to Qatar, and... 
not knowing anyone but wanting to do things, my friend connected me with his friend mm-hmm. who was a married man, but who's also like super cultural, like he 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 knows what to do, where to go. He literally picked me up. We connected on WhatsApp. He picked me up. He took me to everywhere I wanted to go. We spent the day together. Did all these things like restaurants, malls, all this stuff. And then he he introduced me to his wife. And his wife was super cool. I was like, thank you so much for letting me borrow your husband. It was dope. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people are prepared to understand. Ditto. Really? That dynamic, that human, that very necessary human interaction. What do you think? Would Gia be okay with that, Envy? Were you having a tour guide? (laughs) (laughs) No, him being the tour guide. Him being a tour guide. For a woman that he's never met before. I wouldn't put myself in that predicament, but so no. Unless, (laughs) Unless I knew the person. Like if I know the person personally, then I, I, my wife. Majority of my friends are, home, are, yeah. are, home, are women. But if it's somebody that I don't know and just flying in, <laughs> fuck no. See, not in a zillion years. Yeah, yeah, that's different. You know what I mean? It, like, and I, it was different. I was even. I was even like, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me. She let just me, heard about it and yeah, called. Yeah. Right she said, "Wait, what? Right? What you say? Who's your talking? Who you say earlier? That is hilarious. Oh my god. Would you be okay with that with somebody you were dating if he It would have to be because if that person and you know he was hitting his wife the whole time and I I would want to be in a situation with someone that I trust mm-hmm. enough to go do that. Absolutely. You feel like you could trust somebody that much though? Yeah. Like is it hard for you to trust? No. Because he, I he mean didn't try to holler. Well, he wouldn't say anyway, right? He didn't try to holler. No, no, no. Because people have told me that men and women can't be friends, and that is a damn like, like I, I literally ninety five percent of my friend circle is women. I have I have great male friends, and some people. But I'm also, also not throwing myself and giving sexual energy to these people. You know, like I didn't give him any sexual energy. Mm-hmm. It was like I knew he was married, and was like I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't look at him that way, right? You know, Just and thank so, you for helping me, right? And some people also feel like they don't want to make new friends either. Because I've heard that a million times. That's like, so problematic. That's who some is this other random new, new person culture stuff. It's mm-hmm. like no new friends, and how are you gonna grow? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, how are you gonna evolve? Sometimes no your new friends. friends you might like better than your old friends. For who real. You, <laughs> <laughs> you feel obligated to be friends with the guy that picked you up. I mean, he has to be. A, You're still thinking about no, it. No, because I'm thinking about not it. Not like this. <laughs> no, because if it's like if a family member called and said, "Hey, I have a, a friend coming in town," that means that person means something to you. Yes. So that means that that yes, I would go pick them up and do something. Because other than that, I'm I'm trying to think if if I would pick somebody up that I didn't know. But I would only right. do that if a, f- a close friend said, hey, Mutual this friend. is my sister, Absolutely. please look out for her. Or this is right. my so-and-so. So, yeah, I can see that happening. But right. his wife still didn't have to agree, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? That's true. Could you could you deal with a man right now that hasn't done any work on himself? Like, never no. been to therapy, not on no journey of healing, nothing? I don't, <laughs> I don't have the time mm-hmm. yeah, or the energy. I have one son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. You think you've been in love again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at her blushing. You, you, I have your love now. It seems like it. <laughs> I, even for me now, and love is also very different. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, well, you have a new definition of it? Yeah. Okay. What is yeah. it? Yeah. Um, I think in love is kind of like a, 
infatuation. It's very temp. It's it's a it's a. I don't want to say temporary. Some people do say they're like been married for years and mm-hmm. they're still in love. Mm-hmm. But I do kind of think that it's um. It could be selfish. It could be very um. What's the word? Um, conditional in love mm-hmm. like what happens if that person does something that doesn't make you so happy are you still in love with mm-hmm. them you know mm-hmm. so for me it's like I, I when I get into these relationships and, and the love starts coming into play it's always about will I be able to be okay with you even if you do something that I can't stand you know like I love my son if he does something I, I don't like, I'm still going to love my son. Mm-hmm. Am I going to look at you that way? Can we get through that? So for me, that is more important than being in love. Mm-hmm. Could you date somebody in the industry again? I wouldn't want to. I haven't. Why not? Mm-mm. I know why not. But you wouldn't rule it out. You say you don't know why not because you just hate no, the I industry. No, I do know why not. Not I a sexually transmitted to demons, <laughs> demons in the industry. <laughs> no. Why not? Why? <laughs> And I mean, I'm. This could apply to everyone in this room because mm-hmm. we are industry people. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Um, I just think that we are jaded in a way. Um, we've been overexposed. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of our purity has been tainted. Mm. So, but that's not just this industry. That's in life. I feel like music industry is a this little music different. industry is something different. A little different, and people change as they get older too. I feel like there's a time when yeah everybody's going wild, and then everybody calms down. Sure, well, that's why everybody in therapy now seems like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like you know some forbidden fruit wouldn't be bad. I'm okay with that, <laughs> but it's like like you said though, the person just really has to be aware. Mm-hmm. I think we're all aware of our things. It also mm-hmm. has to change too. You know, mm-hmm. you, you think about <clears throat> when we all came up together, right? It was a wild time. That's what we've seen. Fun and wild. There was yeah. nothing showing us the other side. Yeah. But now that's starting to change. You're starting to see that more, you True. know, which is a way better thing, you know? True. But yeah, I don't know. It's just something about the whole, even the word music industry. It's like, mm, I don't think I want to with anybody <laughs> in the music industry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even I just said the song Forbidden Fruit. Now I read. Uh oh. That part of that is also somebody told you you taste like a sweet fruit. Piece of fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Angela. Is that true or false? No, everything that I write about is true. Okay. Yeah. What fruit was it? Don't give out your secrets. <laughs> That's a whole other book. Um, I EP. will. <laughs> I, no, it is a whole other book, and I actually wanted to, to do a whole little thing on it. But I a will. A s- book on forbidden fruit? No, about self-care. Oh, okay. About how to take care of yourself okay. and, you know, how to how to how to taste good, mm-hmm. you know? Um Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Michelle did lip service. I figured that, yeah. It was so much fun. <laughs> Well, you want to play a joint off the album? What you want to play? Complicated? I want to play complicated. Yes. Okay. She, by the way, first time directing a video. Yes. So that's huge. So yes. make sure after you hear the song, go look at the video too, if you haven't already. I love it. I love I, it. I did so want to ask one more question about purity, though. Like, what is purity? Because I don't feel like anybody can be pure. 
I don't think mm. no human on this planet could ever be pure. So what is purity to you? I think pure, well, I know purity for me is like I said, loving someone unconditionally, mm-hmm. not expecting, um, just really taking them for who they are, um, not coming down on them every time they do something that irritates you, but but learning how to manage yourself. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. checking yourself. Why does this irritate me? Mm-hmm. Um, and when you exchange energy with someone on that level, that's pure. Mm-hmm. And it's rare. Mm-hmm. That's real. All right. Well, Mashonda, ladies and gentlemen. It's getting complicated. Her. If you're late, she's going to be pure and not come down on you. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> My God. Huh. All right. Well, right? Mashonda, <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information what's up y'all janice torres here and i'm austin hankwitz we're the hosts of mind the business small business success stories a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's ruby studios and intuit quickbooks join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success from finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the land of saints and sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, watch it now on digital. Rated R. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.